Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Live, presented by Kaleida Health. Hey, how the heck are you? It's a Tuesday here on One Bills Live. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker with you, as usual. And we are uh, just working our way into the offseason here, and we have some offseason questions about the Bills, as you know. We'll get to those in short order. We also have the respite week between the championship weekend and the Super Bowl weekend, which you know for the Chiefs is welcomed, knowing they got to give all kinds of treatment to Patrick Mahomes' ankle. But because uh, that's going to be subject number one for the next 12 days. Uh, what does his ankle look like? Is his ankle talking? What did his ankle say about? Pre- oh my gosh, we're going to be inundated with that for the better part that's of the a, next. To 12 me, that's days. a non-story. Well, I don't know that it's a non-story because depending on the severity of the high ankle sprain that Mahomes is dealing with, those can take four to six weeks sometimes to fully heal. Um, he played all right the other, the other yeah, day. Yeah, he did. Just for, just, but, for, just for, you know, but not this, for nothing. In the Super Bowl, he's playing against the team that led the league in sacks with 70. So that's not nothing. I think it will be an issue. I think there's forward. better storylines between, like, Travis and Jason Kelsey. The brothers are playing against each other. And also, this is the Andy Reid Bowl. Andy Reid coached both these clubs. Yeah. Both of them got to Super Bowls with Andy Reid. And, of course, the Eagles never won one with Andy. Uh, there was a thing I was looking at, and they said, what you know, you the all-star defense for the Kansas City Chiefs against the all-star offense for Andy Reid in Philly. Who would win? And, of course, the joke is that neither won because Andy would mess up the clock management at the end of the game. So that would, you know. That sounds very Philadelphia. Exactly. exactly. So 
this is I, there's a lot of storylines on this, and I I get it. Mahomes is you know he's going to be the MVP of the league, and him going in not a hundred percent is something. But tell me again exactly uh, how many yards that guy threw for. Mahomes? Oh yeah, he was over three twenty six and two touchdowns and no interceptions. Rating a rating of one hundred five point four. Yeah, he's he'll be all right with two weeks rest. Come on, man. All right. I hope. I mean, that may be you may be able to build in a an excuse, but do you know that Andy Reid has now coached in ten conference championship games? Ten, yeah, five for each team. It's a lot, including five in a row. F- well, five in a row. For the Chiefs, four in a row for the Eagles, and then he had a fifth that was not consecutive. But ten championship games, dude. That's big. That's pretty rare. That's a fat number. That's really I mean, rare. We, we we went to five out of seven, but pff, five in a row is ten. Big. Uh, yeah, it's a fat number, and he and it's interesting because you look at the teams he took, and Philly hadn't been to a conference championship in well at least two decades, right? That was a well, 80 they were in the Super Bowl under Dick Vermeil right. in 81, they lost to the Raiders in the Super Bowl. So he took them in the 90s, right? To Well, Andy Reid's first season was 99 okay. as head coach. So he took them to yeah, so you're say it's 20 early two thousand. 20 years later. Yeah. It's been two decades since they'd been in a conference championship. He went to you know, five out of six or something like that. And then goes to Kansas City, makes the trade. And, of course, now he's with Mahomes. And yeah. they're, they're just stacking win on win. And phew, that's we, big. There were, before we uh, came on today, Steve and I both enjoyed lunch. Um, we both brown bagged it today. I was impressed with <laughs> Steve's lunch bag. What? So I always say when I bring my lunch, like Steve asked me, hey, I'm running out to grab something. You need anything? I say, no, I brown bagged it today. Yeah. Meaning, you know, I brought my lunch. Because, you know, when you were kids, you had those brown paper bags. Steve literally had a brown paper bag today from a local pet store. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> I'm like, Steve, only you would have a brown bag from a pet store. And Steve was unapologetic. I still am. He said... It's a perfect size. It was, yeah, that's what he said. It's the perfect... And it was the perfect it's size like, it for was lunch. Like, for it was a like a lunch. little six-quart uh, brown paper bag. Yeah, it was great. And... Yeah, it was great. I don't even know how I got that. What was what did I put in that thing? I don't know how I got it. What do you buy that you put into a bag? Probably like a bag of dog treat snacks. That would probably fit in I, there. You know... But yeah, because those are smaller. Here's the thing: you go into a pet store, or you get a pet, and this is just me. A couple of toys. This is just me. And I'm not buying. It's not like a grocery store where you go in there and buy like 19 items. You go in there for a dog toy. Specific things. Yeah, you go in there for one thing, this thing, that thing, and you leave. So I don't know why I would need a bag for anything I would ever buy in that joint. I I had to be the one that goes in. I'm always in there. Are you? Not always, but yeah, yeah, I go in there on a regular basis, and. I, maybe one thing. So I don't know why I had a bag for that w- yeah. whatever one thing it was. You are like. you are also speaking very gender specific here because when guys go shopping, it is usually for one specific thing. Yeah, I go out and buy something. I'm just going to say that 
the women in my life do not do that. They go out with a couple of things in mind, but they don't come home with just a couple of things ever. Right. Now, there I, are I'll usually s- more things that they come across in their outing. I'll say this, though. There are times where I do do that. I go out and I'm so listen, I just want to blow some, I got I got some time to kill. I'm going to go in the store, see if there's anything I can't live without. <laughs> <laughs> you, okay. I, I do that. And I and I always go into the, it's never like you know I, I don't go into you know Saks Fifth Avenue like that but I'll go into yeah I'll get Dollar like a, General oh yeah the you know the dime store and EA Vidlers I'll go into you know one of the big have you Walmart Target all that you know all that stuff all the I go in there and just like walk yeah. up and down and look for something I can't live without. Speaking of those one dollar stores, have you seen what inflation has done to these stores? <laughs> it's now the dollar twenty five store. It is not. Yes, it is. No. Yes. The the ones that are locally around my neighborhood, everything's $1.25 now. Inflation, Steve. 25% markup. I don't know if they're going to change the sign. Oh, well, why is you're hoping for inflation to come back what? down? Well, everything that's priced in the store is no longer a dollar. It's a oh, dollar it? well, it twenty-five. It was never everything in the store, was it? Well, not everything, but most things that are typically a dollar right. are now a dollar twenty-five well, because go. of inflation. That's a huge increase when you think about it's a twenty-five percent markup. Well, there you That's go. hefty, even at the dollar <laughs> store. <laughs> Steve, yeah. however, was even more impressed with my lunch in I comparison you, to I, his. Brownie came through for me today. So he goes in, he, he comes out, he goes, I and he did too. He made like we have a little space where we can microwave stuff, right? So yeah. Brownie brings in chips, spiced ground beef, cheese, and the whole thing. I in did the a nacho plate. Nacho plate. So he comes back out, and he's going to look at this. And you could smell it. was like, oh, wow, that's a great. <laughs> but let me just say this. Not that I was knowing, sharing. Knowing my, my bro like I do, I said, where is the fresh salsa? Yeah, you said, I will be really impressed. That's right. If you have fresh salsa to go with that nacho plate. <laughs> he gives me the look, uns- takes his little thing, opens it up, and there it is. Like all a little Tupperware of Tupperware salsa. I was ready, ready to, to roll. Uh, he came through for me. I knew he would. <laughs> it was glorious. That's why I called it. We are such foodies. Called it's it. embarrassing. Um, yes, I enjoyed that thoroughly. Uh, we, I, I don't know, like... We use like we're, we're fortunate. We get lunch here usually during the season when the players are here, and it's great. Now we're in the off season. It's like we got to fend for ourselves five days a week. I know. Let me play my tiny violin here for everybody. Um, but I got to say, I think I get pretty resourceful in the stuff that I come up with. It's not just you know a ham and cheese sandwich every day. I try to, you know, I try to get a little creative. See, see how far I can push the envelope in terms of what I can bring in here, whether it needs heating up, how many different Tupperware containers do I have to bring to make it happen? I made it happen today. Yeah. I was pretty happy with that. Yeah. I, the, only, the only risk I was running there was nacho crushing, you know, with transporting the st- – <laughs> they don't travel well, you know? You really got to be delicate with, yeah. you know, the transportation of, of said goods. So, But it, it worked out, so I was pretty happy. Uh, We've got plenty to get into around the NFL. Steve put the volume all the way up as we in our in our office today, as we saw Frank Reich get formally introduced as the new head coach of the Carolina Panthers. As we go around the NFL here, presented by Collider Health, the official health care system of the Buffalo Bills. 
And, you know, that people, I thought it was kind of cool. The media was welcoming him back to Carolina because obviously he was a starting quarterback there in the franchise's infancy. Yeah, he was the first starting quarterback in the franchise history through the first touchdown pass. Pete Metzlars was in the audience in the media, who's the guy he who caught that pass, yeah. former Bill. Um, and Frank, as you might imagine, was ultra prepared for the for the uh, conf- press conference and uh, and carried it off extremely well. Linda and the girls were right in the front row. It was great, great to see. Yeah, so he uh, starts the work now to turn that franchise around under owner Dave Tepper. And so he's just so good on a microphone, isn't he? He's pretty polished. Like, you could tell it comes easy to him. And I don't know if it was right. because of his days in ministry and used to addressing groups. I mean, he's been a coach for a while now, but right. he, he j- it just seems effortless for him in that setting. He carried it off extremely well, yeah. Did a nice job today. So we'll see what he has in store for the Panthers going forward. They have a big quarterback question to answer. Sam Darnold is a free agent. They already traded away Baker Mayfield, and I think even their backup quarterback, P.J. Walker, is either a restricted free agent or an unrestricted free agent, one or the other. So they've got the most important position on the team to address this offseason. How they do that is certainly going to be of interest down there. Knowing if Tom Brady leaves that division as a free agent, which he might do, a lot of people are believing that he might, That might be the most wayward quarterback division in football. Carolina doesn't have a quarterback under contract. The Bucs have a backup or two under contract, but nobody of any repute. And then you've got Atlanta with Mariota and Desmond Ritter. And then you've got the Saints with Andy Dalton, Jameis Winston, and... um, What's his name? What's the do-everything guy? Um, Taysom Taysom Hill. Hill. Thank you. I mean, could you think of a division with a worse quarterback contingent? My God. That's why Tampa Bay won the division at 8-9. and They didn't have anybody that could take snaps. It is dreadful. And I mean, that was – and they won it with Tom Brady at 8-9. and So, yeah, I mean, he's in in a good spot. Plus, there's some guys available, too. You know, Derek Carr – you could trade for some, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, you could get somebody, yeah. Uh, there's some guys out there. One offseason can change things dramatically. And, I'm, and, and there's some guys available. To, you, there's, you hear the rumors as well, like Aaron Rodgers and, and that kind of thing. And Tom Brady as well. So uh, I don't know that Tom Brady is what he's thinking. There's some, some thoughts online that maybe finally, after all these years, goes to San Francisco. Where goes home. From, goes yeah. home. Finger quotes home after what happened to them. Uh, it depends on what happens to them in the Super Bowl, I imagine, too. But – with Kyle Shanahan, Tom Brady, and see what they could get done there. But yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to see. But that division, the NFC South, was a train wreck this year yeah. from top to bottom. And, you know, I, I, it, it's years like that that always get you to the point where maybe they should seed the – I get the divisional round, division playoff, the, the division games and the vi- division philosophy of dividing the teams into those. But – we're at the point now where let's let's get the top seven teams from each conference. Yeah, I, I mean, at the same time, as as wayward as that division is, a quarterback, if one of those teams make two or three quality moves, you could you could go yeah. right to the top of the division very easily. Think about it. Yeah, think about it. If you win three more games than you did last year, you're in. You know, um, 
That's why it's I'm not, saying this is a big off away. season for those four teams. Like it's if not you're the away. you're the team in that division that makes three or four of the right moves, you could vault right to the top of the division in one off season. Two of the teams were four and two in the division. The other two teams were two and four. Nobody was completely out of it. Three teams at seven and ten. One team at eight and nine. I mean, they're all right. They're all right there. Packed together in mediocrity. Yeah. Who wants to be better than that? And the team that makes the right decisions this offseason could be better and win that division handily. And I get it. Here's, they're all presented, too, with the same opportunity. Switch the guy taking Now, Tampa Bay, I mean, you, the thought is Tom Brady's out. And even so, they only won eight games with him. Right. Uh, what and they're going to have a new offensive coordinator, too. Yeah, and what are the options for all of those clubs going forward? And they, they all pick from the same pool of players. It's, yeah, that's it. I mean, yeah, that's, it's a battle of the front office in that, in that division, more so than any other division in, in football, because all those teams are looking for hugely critical positions. The news was not good for 49ers quarterback Brock Purdy. He had the elbow injury in the NFC title game and basically could not throw more than five yards. The reason why is after MRIs came back, he tore his UCL completely in his throwing elbow, and he will miss the next six months. The hope is they can just do an outright repair of the UCL, and that would take a six-month rehabilitation if they – deem that they have to reconstruct the whole thing he's then looking at tommy john surgery which figures to be over a calendar year which would be pretty bad he is going to get a second opinion but that is the same type of injury that josh allen had in week nine miraculously josh allen only had partial damage to his ucl and was able to still play um i think this demonstrates just how lucky josh was that he didn't do what Purdy did and tear it completely. Season would have been over. It's pretty fortunate. Yeah, yeah. It's a as you can tell. I mean, you can. You surprised that kind of injury doesn't happen more? Yes, I am. I, right now, I am, and I and I get it too. Particularly because it happens on all of them. Josh's, you know, he got his hurt. Well, he got hurt uh, in eighteen uh, down in Houston. Remember, right? He, and he missed, missed five a games. games. And then it happened this last year, and both the t- and both Brock Purdy and all those Josh Allen injuries they came from the front side, from the side he could see come, should be able to see because he's right. facing, that, facing way. that way. And you know it doesn't come from the back because the, from the back they don't get their hand across his arm of the arm of the quarterback. They get it, they go forward instead of yeah. And the mecha- biomechanics of it are are completely different coming from the backside. So uh, I think one of the reasons. It doesn't happen so often is because of what I just said. Most quarterbacks, you can see it coming, and they take a chance they can get the ball off yeah. before the guy gets there, or they tuck it and don't don't try it. Um, that's and that's why you don't see it happen more often, is because you know quarterbacks can see it coming. Yeah, that that arm is in a very vulnerable position at that moment, and it's just surprising that. I mean, don't get me wrong; I don't want to see it happen more, but I'm surprised it doesn't. Yeah. happen more often but maybe to your point if they see it coming coming they can alter their 
throwing motion, tuck it down, yeah, it's a avoid huge, the hit, whatever the case and might be. relegated the 49ers to no offense for the rest of the game. Well, right. Well, yeah, they had Josh Johnson go in, and then he got the concussion, and then that was the end of the day. And Brock Purdy came in and handed it off the rest of the day, and we ended the game. Speaking of quarterbacks, yesterday we heard with Patrick Mahomes going to the Super Bowl – Obviously, he can't participate in the Pro Bowl game, so he was going to be replaced by Jaguars quarterback Trevor Lawrence. Today, we learn that Tyler Huntley was chosen as a Pro Bowl replacement for Josh Allen, despite the fact that he started just four games this season. Josh is not participating due to a injury. He's playing golf this weekend in a Pro-Am. Yeah, nobody's going to quit. But, if you got but the UCL. league said injury is yeah. the reason why. I get it. So either way, Josh not participating in the Pro Bowl games, he will be replaced by Tyler Huntley. So there you go with that. I don't know. I, it's really a shame what's happened to the Pro Bowl. Um I understand why guys don't want to play in a real football game anymore, especially playing an extra regular season game now. But it's really watered down. It's not a game. It's unrecognizable from what it was when you guys were playing in them. um, I thought that it had more relevance when it was coaches and players who picked the squads. Um, And then when – you could see it coming, the exponential growth of the guys who played out there. There was, you know, those guys are – it. the money that you win playing in the Pro Bowl is far from life-changing. And guys for the, just – For them, anyway. Yeah, guys just, just you know, opted out. Um, we And there was a trend where guys would go out there and, finger quotes, twist their ankle on Thursday of practice and say, you know, I can't play. So they get the trip to Hawaii and they just, you know, kind of hang out. Um, It's always, there's always been a problem with it because of the physical nature of the game. Nobody, you know, it's crazy for these guys to go out there and play in a game. We used to do it though. I mean, you play it and they'd they'd go through a game that was pretty good. uh, Just, it was more of a, well, they tackled guys to the ground and there were hits going on. And then in the second half of the fourth quarter, if the game was close, it turned into a real game for about three series. Because there was money on the line, the yeah. winners get more than the losers. Yeah, in the and game, back right? then, yeah, it was like ten grand and twenty grand. It's kind of laughable now. These guys get fined that now. So, uh, you, that would happen. And then, as it went into the future, we had guys out there. Marino was in like thirteen of them. I think he played in two, mm. and one of them was like in his thirteenth one. He finally came out. He came out, and I got a chance to play with him in a Pro Bowl. He never showed up. None of the guys showed up. Because and I know and I heard this as well, some of the clubs, like the Dolphins maybe and maybe the Raiders and some of these other clubs would the, the owner would say, listen here, here's the winner's share, don't go. Oh wow, you know, uh, just stay home, just to keep them healthy, just just so they didn't have to do that. You got guys going out there and playing flag football on the beach and blowing their ACL. Yeah, Robert and Edwards all is the famous guy for that. Yeah, so it would be. Oh, there's a lot of that going on as well, at least suspected going on yeah so that is around the nfl presented by collida health 
Topic du jour today for you. How should the Bills navigate the salary cap this offseason? We learned yesterday that the salary cap for 2023 will be $224.8 million. The Bills, by rough math, are about $20 million over right now. So they're going to have to, as Brandon Bean himself said, get creative. He mentioned the word player cuts, contract restructures, among other things. How should the Bills navigate the salary cap this offseason? You let us know at 803-0550, or you can hit us up on the tweet sheet at One Bills Live. Steve, it doesn't seem like a light lift this offseason for Brandon Bean with what he's up against, not only because of the fact that he's over the cap, but because you already have 22 free agents off your books already, and you're still $20 million over. You have a roster to fill out, let alone try to sign people to improve your roster. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And you've got the... You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Bills have about eight or nine guys, let's see, well, making 10, 10 million plus. Oh, okay, yeah, I see what you're doing. They got nine guys making ten million plus on the cap this year, and it goes all the way from all the, this. And there's a bunch of guys under this too. Like uh, it goes down, you know, Taron Johnson's making nine, is nine point two against the cap, but Micah is like ten. Ed, Mitch Morris, Matt Milano, Deion Dawkins, Tre'Davious White, Von Miller, Steph Diggs, and Josh Allen. Those are the guys that are like the big money guys who are up to, upwards. You know, the last two or three of those, Josh and Josh, Steph, and Von. Uh, you're not, those guys aren't going anywhere. You could restructure some of that money, but you're only going to get so much help out of it. The names that you're looking at on the screen now, from Tremaine Edmonds all the way down to Tommy Sweeney and the punter Sam Martin, that's a long list of players who were contributor. I'm, I'm not saying, you know, like Tremaine Edmonds, you can make a point that he's a difference maker. You know, uh, Jordan Phillips, you can make that point. Shaq, all those guys. But you got some – all of these guys on this list were contributors, or most of them. Most of them. Yeah. All of them were contributors. So we, 
and I say it again, we were in this, we, the Bills were in the same spot last year at this point as well. It was just different names, but they were still contributors and I who had played extremely were, well. I'm trying to remember, I don't think they were $20 million over the cap. Um, I think they, they were, were right, slightly over. They but, were slightly over, not $20 million over, slightly over. I'm, I'm, I remember that. And they were, like, right at the cap. Yeah. So there's some work to be done here for sure. And what does creative mean? Hmm. I mean, Brandon Bean gave a couple of examples in his season wrap-up press conference when he said, we're going to have to cut players. We're going to have to restructure some contracts. Brandon Bean is not a fan of kicking the can down the road only to pay the piper later. So I think he is going to make some hard decisions here this offseason, some of which could very well be unpopular. But with with the financial constraints under which they're going to have to operate, I don't know that he has a choice. Right. You've got to make some difficult business decisions here because at the end of the day, it is a business. How would you navigate it? 803-0550-1888-550-2550, the number to get on board. I think you have to do a whole, like a lot of these you know, Fortune 500 companies do, Steve, you got to do a cost-benefit analysis. Like, even the guys that are still under contract on your roster, are we maximizing the value of this guy, and does it fall in line with the money that we're paying him? And if it does, great. If it doesn't, would he be open to an extension? Could we do something different? Or do we have to part ways because we're not getting the maximum value out of that guy and that money could be better spent elsewhere. You've got those guys, those 10 guys I mentioned that are all, you know, from 10 million bucks up on the cap. They account for right around 70% of the cap. Um, just those guys that I've, those 10 guys that I mentioned. Yeah. Um, one thing that gets lost in all of this is the fact that you can have the guys on the rot like the Bills. They're a perfect example. They were humming along, and all of a sudden, Vaughn goes down. Jordan Phillips goes down, or is in and out of the lineup. You lose Micah. You lose Jordan. He's not 100%. Uh, Tredavious White's not 100%, and he finally gets back on the field. You have all these guys falling down and, and going off the field. Then you really need all these other guys to help. If you can stay healthy 100%, who, they're fine. Yeah. But it's not going to happen. You can't count on that happening. Um, as good as the Bills roster was this year, they stayed, They kept the number one seed all the way up until week 17. And, you know, then that game gets canceled and everything gets decided rather than earned, and they're not the one seed anymore. Yeah. I remember 10 years ago with where the league was going with salaries, you know, exploding, you know, at the top tier of the market, you know, Tyree Kill's making thirty million a year. You know, he yeah. blew the top salary earner out of the water at the wide receiver position. And you've seen that at other positions also. But front office people around the league were saying this, and I was like, oh, that's gonna be interesting when that happens. They said what we're witnessing is the elimination of the middle class in the NFL among players. Right. And to your point, 70% of the cap is gobbled up by about 8 to 10 players. It leaves 30% to fill out the, the last 40 spots on your roster. Mm -hmm. And so you, you can't do that 
with half middle class players and half bottom of the roster guys. You have to use more minimum salary guys than maybe ever before and just hope like heck that your top line guys stay healthy. Right. I, I mean, especially if you're already paying big money for a quarterback. Now, there's a ton of guys that are making a half a percent of the of the a salary cap. And that's and, yeah, think about it. It's a two two hundred plus million dollar cap. So a yeah. million bucks is less than a half is a half a percent. Right. Just under. So, you know, they're not. You know they're not not going to be able to find guys to play. Believe me, but those are the the numbers are astronomical. So yeah. it's crazy. It is crazy. We'll take a break here. When we come back, we'll get some of your thoughts on the tweet sheet. Take your phone calls at eight zero three zero five fifty. Open line for you there, and we might do a little what's for lunch. Haven't done that in a while. We've got some interesting questions on the menu. We'll tell you what those are next here on One Bills Live, presented by Collider Health. It's Buffalo Bills Radio. All right, welcome back to One Bills Live. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker with you, asking you at 803-0550, how should the Bills navigate the salary cap this offseason? And we go to the phones, and leading us off today is Mark in Jersey City. What do you got for us, Mark, here on One Bills Live? Uh, good afternoon, gentlemen. How are you doing? Doing well. Um, yeah, I mean, I just look at the weekend, and I look at Kansas City, and the Bills are the polar opposite of this, trusting rookies from round one through seven to go out there and make plays, whether it was Pacheco, pretty much the starting running back, whether it was Watson or Williams making interceptions, uh, Brian Cook tipping a pass that got intercepted, uh, Sky Moore returning a a key punt, where the Bills veer towards we're just going to trust veterans and high-priced special teams players. And that's not the way to go anymore. They're not at the place they can do that anymore. That was the frustrating part. It's like Elam has to be weaned in where they're just they're running they're running out a seventh round draft pick. And I think well, that's where McDermott and Bean need to look at it and say, Hey, we need to be a little bit more a little bit more forward thinking here and stop being so timid with these kids. Here's a oh I'll say this, Mark. and I get your point. You're right. And and it's and listen, cheap labor in the NFL is a commodity. Having your rookies be contributors on rookie contracts is awesome. Uh, I don't know if you can say always too that they should draft better. They need to draft better players, and you know, or they miss on this guy, or this guy's not as good as that. You know, the value of the draft pick doesn't isn't commensurate with the production the guy has. But I mean, I, I can I can think of one glaring exception to your assertion, and that would be uh, Christian Benford who started game – not Christian Benford. Yeah, the corner. Yeah, he started. Started week at, one. Started week That's one. That's before you had Tredavious back. So it was Dane Jackson and whoever else you were going to line up on the other side. They decided it would be Benford over Elam. Right. So you can say what you want. You're right. Um, it is it, – kudos to the Chiefs for starting the guy and, and getting good production from it. But we are at the end of the season as well. And early on – in Kansas City, Pacheco wasn't the guy. Um, he grew into it. Uh, Clyde edwards Elaire is was the guy at the beginning of the season. And Jarek McKinnon. And Jarek McKinnon, who's still, you know, they're still swapping out snaps. So I get it. You're right. Uh, it is something that you need to work at as an organization. When you draft these guys, the, the truth of the matter is you need them to play because they're cheap labor. 
they help you pay the great players, established great players, the money they, they've earned and keep them on the roster and then hope these young guys can contribute at a high level to get you to a championship. And then when it's their turn, they get paid. So, yeah, I, I get what you're saying, and, and there's something to it. But I um, – and I think a lot of us were impatient with the James Cook development. We were impatient with Khalil Shakir. We're impatient with uh, Kair Elam and the fact that we didn't see those guys on the field every snap doing their thing. Um, and, I, and I hear the complaint, and I know I was impatient with them too. <laughs> but getting to the point of where they were in Cincinnati, I wasn't too unhappy with the result, with, you know, Cincinnati game notwithstanding. Um, they were winning a ton of games every week. And the only thing that made this team look less than what it should have was the fact they turned it over. I think it is a valid point, though, that you can make from this perspective. Um, I think we've come to learn that Coach McDermott makes sure that you earn everything that you get. And I'm not saying that starting jobs should be handed to rookies. But at the same time, You've got a situation where if you have a player who is more physically gifted and talented than the veteran player, and he demonstrates that in practice and convinces you you can trust him on the field, you owe it to the team to put him on the field to help your team make more plays. Now, you can argue however many ways you want to argue it. James Cook is a superior talent to Devin Singletary. Even the untrained eye can see that. Now, unfortunately, James Cook's first carry is a fumble in week one against the Rams, and I honestly believe it stunted the opportunities he was getting going forward for several weeks. He didn't really start to supplant Devin Singletary as the guy until the end of the season. And I'm of the belief that James Cook could have helped this team a whole lot more in the run game this season. When all is said and done, he has 89 carries. He averaged 5.7 a carry. That's a fantastic number. And I realize 89 carries is a small sample size, but I think he most definitely flashed as the season went on. And it just makes you wonder what more could he have done if he started right from the beginning of the season? And is he even more dynamic in the playoffs if he gets that experience? You could argue the same thing about Khalil Shakir. Jamison Crowder is a slot receiver, and you had McKenzie here also. Okay, those guys, they show they belong on the field. Fine, you start those guys, they get the bulk of the playing time. When Jamison Crowder goes down with a busted ankle in week four, that's the time to give Khalil Shakir more time. Plug him in, maybe he can give you something. Play him enough to find out and see. And I don't feel like they maximized his time on the field either. So now you're left wondering at the end of the year, oh, maybe they could have gotten more out of him. Look at him in the last three weeks of the season, Steve, making huge third down catches against Miami um, and New England. The, the last I'll game of the this. regular season and the wild card playoff game, what could he have given you if you started him in eight games? I get that. I get all of that. I get all of that. But there's nobody here, with you and me, and there's nobody in our audience who knows, who sees more and knows more about what these guys are doing 
than the coaching staff. And it's not Sean McDermott himself sitting there keeping his thumb on this guy and that guy and this no, it's guy. it's position that, coaches. I get it. It's not just the position coaches either. It's the coordinator, the position yeah. coaches. And it's also, like if you're a wideout, it's also the DB coach who says, well, I like this kid. He's hard. Our guys have a problem with this guy. It's all of that stuff in the mix. And Sean McDermott is not going to hold somebody on the bench who think he thinks can help him win. Period. End of – that's it. Right. So all this stuff um, – it is an atmosphere that they've grown here that more teams should probably adopt rather than have the Bills change the way they're doing it. you got to earn it. And being drafted is not a chip in your favor. Having a contract is the only thing you've got. So I think, you know, I, I get it. When you sit here at this end of it, and you think they could have been so much. They didn't need to be better. They needed to execute just a little better in like three or three games during the regular season. Three games during the regular season, and they'd have gone 17-0. and 0. Well, Let's not forget that. Yeah. Or you're talking less than a handful of plays that would have given you a perfect regular season. I mean, that's – so they were under, probably under no stress to plug young guys in be- why? I mean, they were they were humming yeah. along now, and I don't think the Chiefs. And they were, are, I don't think the Chiefs are a great example to argue. Hey, they played their rookies. They didn't have anybody else. They're, they yes. let go of Tyron Matthew. They they let go of Traverius Ward, and they let go of uh, Bashad Breeland. None of those guys were in their secondary anymore. They didn't have anybody else left to line up. They had to play and rookies. I get it. What, you know, and it's easy to say this now because we don't know. I mean, we can conjecture all we want. What do you do? You're going to plug in Khalil Shakir and James Cook and in there and they do this and they make a couple mistakes or they get better and better and all of a sudden, what are you going to do? Go on a seven-game win streak at the end of the season? You already did that. Yeah. You're going to, you know, what, what happens if they blow one of those leads or do something with a ripple effect and all of a sudden now you're, 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 13 and 4 or if you play all 17 games or if you're right. 12 and 4 12 and 4 instead of 13 and 3 um I mean this I, I don't get I'm not going to get caught up and I'm going to continue this through the offseason and everybody's going to get tired of me saying it don't get caught up in that last Cincinnati game or even the Patriot game or the Dolphin game to end the season don't get caught up in any of that this team was still the team to beat up until the Monday night in Cincinnati game. They were the team to beat, and nobody was getting it done. So whatever you want to say or think about what they should have done different and all this other stuff, I don't know how they could have improved too much because this coaching staff put their club in a position where they were a a quarterback sneak for no gain, a – uh, what was the other one? The uh, the or the fourth and eighteen just bat the ball down play and you win that game. Either one of those plays, and then you were also the heat game where you could you just go forward five yards down the ball and just spike it for the game winning field goal in the other game. And they're they're sixteen and one doing that. Just those three plays. So yeah. I don't – all this stuff about they should have played their rookies more, they should have done this more, they should have done that more. Fuck, you're getting caught up in, in minutia. This is a team that was the team who beat up until DeMar Hamlin got hurt. And 
there's no reason for them to think about or do anything different than the way they've been doing it. And that comes down to their draft picks, too. they got to get into a spot in free agency where they can draft anybody they want because they've got veterans on the roster that can fill all the holes we're talking about. Offensive line, big-time wide receiver, da 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 Go down the list. All that stuff. I just That's what they're going to do. I think it's going to be interesting, though, this offseason because that approach may have to change somewhat. If the cost constraints... T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. The cap force them to move on from some veteran players that have been manning starting roles, you may very well get to a point where McDermott and his staff are going to have to put rookies on the field, similar to the way we saw the Chiefs do this past year. Let's not forget, the Chiefs are a little further ahead in their build than the Bills are. They're about two, three years in front of where Buffalo is. What the Chiefs are experiencing now is probably something that the Bills are going to experience in the not-too-distant future, and they may very well have to put rookies and draft picks on the field um, to still hold it all together and keep some of their high-priced players on the roster. That's what the Chiefs have done, and they've made it work. Hopefully the Bills can do the same. we got to take a break here, but more of your phone calls when we return here on One Bills Live, presented by Collider Health. It's Buffalo Bills Radio. All right, back here on One Bills Live, Chris Brown, Steve Tasker with you, asking you how should the Bills navigate the salary cap this offseason. We know they're going to be about $20 million over the cap at the outset here. And they've got a lot of difficult decisions to make. How would you navigate the salary cap for the Bills this offseason? We go back to the phones where we have an open line for you at 803-0550, And we go to Michael in Cheektowaga. What do you got for us, Michael? Well, first of all, I want to say I enjoy your show very much. And uh, I watched uh, Mr. Tasker. And uh, I recall back when the uh, Boston New England team had uh, 
Brady, and uh, we know what he did and how he was able to help them. They, he always had his contract restructured. So even though he made the big money, he wanted to make sure he had players that he wanted to be a part of it, that team to win another one. And I'm just wondering why we can't do the same thing with our players. I, I know we could just ask. I mean, I'm 80 years right. old. And they say no, they say no. But then don't tell me that you want to be a winner. It's proven now with the skilled, highly skilled players, they are able to produce winners, uh, whether it's one year, two years, or whatever. But I've been following this team since I was young. Now I'm old. And the only thing I want to say is I'd like to see one Super Bowl and probably one Stanley Cup champion before it's the end of this short road that we all live in. But yeah. I don't, you know, you know, the contract, can't they, when a player gets hurt, I know, is that money guaranteed? And don't they, or are they able to reduce that contract? Uh, I mean, I don't know. In, in corporate America, if you get hurt, you're out. Okay. Well, they become corporate America. I mean, I'm, fi- I'm a finance guy, and I would certainly hope that they have. And I'm sure that they do with the money that's involved, cost accountants. Uh, my, my oldest boy is a CPA, and he's always talking about this. I said, Michael, write a letter. <laughs> yeah. You're good at what you do. Uh, I, you know, maybe they should listen to people in a way that uh, they can be of help. I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm just a fan, and I'm retired, so I can listen, and I enjoy your program very much. And that's all I wanted to say. And, uh, Steve, you should be in the Hall of Fame. There's no question in our mind. And you're doing a heck of a job, by the way, filling in for Mr. Murphy here. Chris. Oh, thank you, Mike. That's I appreciate all I have that. to say, and I enjoy your, I enjoy your show. Thanks, Thanks. Mike. Appreciate Thanks it. You're right. Uh, yeah, it's always. I mean, how, um, <laughs> how likely is it that anybody goes to their boss, even to your son who's an accountant, go to his boss, say, "Listen, I'll take a pay cut, so the company's a little bit more financially sound." Um, That's really not their responsibility. Yeah, don't off if you if you're going to want him to take less money, don't offer him the contract in the first place. Uh, certainly, it's no. It's been widely reported that Tom Brady was making far below market value. Uh, I don't know if that was his total take home, uh, or whether Robert Kraft was doing business with TB12 brand while he was still playing for the the club. I don't know if there were ways around that or what, but. Players have notoriously been very willing to restructure their contract, which means clear up cap space. For instance, if Josh Allen's supposed to make $30 million in salary this year, well, you're not going to cut him, right? Okay. So change that salary that sal- salary into bonus money. So you just give him all his, his paycheck right now, and they can spread that over the next five years of his contract. And so, it's only, it, yeah. so it's only $6 million against the cap, um, but he gets $30 million this year. So um, In his pocket. In his pocket. It and just he gets doesn't it, show he just that gets way it ahead of, He just gets it ahead of time because and, and, you're not going to cut him. So they could do that. And players have done that, you know, certainly, because they get paid the money now, and it's great. Um, so 
all of that's on there. Players have done it in the past. The, the team has done it. I'm, they're going to do it again this year. We'll see how they do it. They did it to Mitch Morris. They've done it to other guys over the course of the last handful of years. So the longer, the deeper you get into this, and here's how it works, the more games you win, the more guys you realize are really helping you win these games and the harder those guys are to replace and the more likely it is that you're willing to pay them more money because they're contributed to this really, really good team. How do you replace those guys with cheaper guys who are actually going to produce at that level? If you could do that, you could be under the cap, way under the cap every year, and you just wash guys through. If there was another Josh Allen on the street, you could bring him in, pay him less than a million bucks, and get rid of the guy that's making 30. <laughs> Simple fact of matters, those guys don't grow on trees. Right. So At a lot of positions. Yes, it is, you're right. There are ways to get around it. It boils down to a couple of things. One, the player's willingness to help, no question. And, and they, most of them do if... You know, they don't need to take less money, but you can structure it in a way that gives the team relief. Yeah, you just move their money around. Secondly, is you need an owner who's got deep pockets and a willingness to open them up for the players to spread that money out. Uh, in decades past, that was not the case here in Buffalo. But we have seen in years, recent years that we have an owner that has been very willing to do that. Yes. That is an enormous difference maker. Yeah. And you can, you can send Terry and Kim a thank you card. Let's go back to the phones, and we go to Mark in Tonawanda next. What do you got for us, Mark? Hey, guys. Hey, Chad, man. Um, got to, Steve, your last segment, I mean, were we even watching the same game? I mean, we have the third string Cincinnati Bengals offensive line in, and we couldn't touch Burrow with a 10-foot pole. I'm just – I'm so sick. We invested so much in this defensive line, and – they have nothing to show for it. And I'll tell you who else agrees with me, Steve. And you're going to say, don't listen to that Cincinnati game. You know who disagrees with you, Steve? Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean. They have always said that that last game, that playoff game, shows you where your team's at. Okay? And to go from four, I get it. Vaughn Miller's injury, we were fourth in the league in quarterback rushes with him. We went down to 27th in the league without him. But you know what? We still have that, Oliver. We still got – our first-round picks, guys they invest in this defensive line, they haven't been good enough at all. And it's come back to bite Brandon Bean because it's poured into not getting enough weapons for Josh Allen on offense, not protecting Josh Allen on offense. It's, our offense has been a one-trick pony, and it's live by Josh and die by Josh because they're doubling digs. And I'm just so sick of this uh, 90s, oh, we went to four straight uh, Super Bowl attitude. We lost four in a row. It's a loser mentality. We have to make changes in order to win in this league. And I'm a little fired up, but uh, right. hang up and listen. Thanks for go, me ahead, on, no, guys. go ahead. And what what do you? I mean, what are you suggesting? They throw mo more money at the D line now, or or what? So I mean, they're you're going to have to probably make a trade. I, I love uh, Sal Capaccio had a great idea. You might have to trade somebody like a Ed Oliver for to Carolina for a guy like DJ Moore or or a pick. Um, yeah. You know, similar to how they acquired Diggs. And you know what? I know I love Trey White, too, but his production dropped. He was getting burned. And even in that last game, I know Poyer was hurt, but he's older. He's not getting any younger. We're, so, we're married to these guys, and I just feel like we shouldn't be. Uh, it, it's, it's not working. We lost two years in a row in the same round of the playoffs. I just, I'm so sick of losing to the Bengals. They are 
Their weapons, I mean, they had three, arguably three number one receivers on that offense. Burrow could throw with his eyes closed to any of these guys. And I'm just looking at Allen. What have we done for him since Diggs? What have we done for Josh Allen? Besides not give, give Naeem Hines the ball, um, you know, I mean, they can't protect him. I'm just uh, – I'm at a loss. I'm, I'm hot after – still hot after that Bengals loss. We should have been in that game against Atlanta, and I liked our chances against the Chiefs. I really did. Yeah. We get it, Mark. We understand why you're fired up. Respect it. Um, we are up against the break, but we will address – your concerns when we come back in hour number two here on One Bills Live, presented by Collida Health. It's Buffalo Bills Radio. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Journey. 